welcome to Aiden's. Aiden meets interesting people. Almost don't even know the name of my own podcast. Uh, today I'm talking with Mel Stephenson. Hello. Natanwa. Uh, How are you, Aiden? I'm excellent. That's good. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you greeted me in. in in language? I did, yeah. The language of the... Is it Pikoran Pikoran language? people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So just say that again. I said Natanwar. Natanwar means welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, we're here at an exhibition of yours. So this podcast will come out while this exhibition is on. So Fabulous. we've got a lovely background we here. Have. Uh, they can't see the... the Bunjil up here. A, a, a bunjil? Bunjil. Bunjil? Bunjil. Yeah, he's our creator. Okay. Yeah. Ah, so he's like a... He's he's like a, not not like a god, but like a, but maybe well, the pick, I suppose the in a way version of a god. Um, I think most people, most indigenous people, believe that you know Bunjil is our creator. Yeah, and oh, he okay. created all things. So man, woman, child, uh, the landscape, the waterways. Right. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to zoom in and get a, a picture you of that will. a little bit You'll later because we're talking it. about it, but I don't think the people can see it. But uh, that's, that looks that's very colourful and uh, bird-like. It is. is it, Bunjil's yeah. an actual eagle. Sorry. Oh, it isn't? Okay. He is an eagle. Cool. Wedgetail eagle? Uh, yes. Oh, there cool. you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, probably the um, nicest smelling podcast I've ever done. <laughs> We're all surrounded by all these natives. Yeah, because yeah. we're surrounded by yeah, a lot of native plants. And we I've are. done we've done a podcast in a motorbike shed so that smelled like oil. Yeah. Uh, the one I did up in Dunkeld, that was in a sheep shearing shed. Oh, so you that would imagine been, that would have been lovely. What that smelled mm-hmm. like. Beautiful. Um, yeah, Jimmy Buzzkin, that just smells like paint. <laughs> That's so, not too bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> good by the end of it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, Mel, I've got you on to Aiden Meets Interesting People because I believe that, uh, you know, like I say at the opening, a lot of it that I, I think you've got a, a very interesting oh, background, an interesting past, and lots oh, to offer uh, the people who want to who wanna listen to the show. So, um, Thanks, Aiden. Yeah, thank you again very much for having me. You you did greet me in, in, in language I of... Did. of Pikwurong people. Pikwurong. <laughs> what did I say? I <laughs> Something don't know weird. what you said, yeah. but it didn't quite Pik-wurong. sound like Wurong. Yeah, I, I have a lot of trouble with W's and R's. You said, That's so okay. Wurong is a very hard word for hey, me to say. You said it beautifully then. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a speech pathologist. You just need your own podcast where you have to listen Fair to enough. yourself. So <laughs> it's cheap therapy. It fixes you up really quickly. Um, so you are, would you, would you, do you call yourself, you're a, Gundijamara woman? or uh, I like to say that I'm a Pikrong woman. Pikrong. So the okay. country um, that, we're, that we're on today is um, Pikrong country. So okay. Warrnambool and like Bushfield, um, Port Ferry, as far as Port Ferry, as far as, far as um, Yambuck is all Pikrong country. Okay, so moons ago there was yeah. a, 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 a single tribe of Pikrong that would move around within that area or are there Maybe, many tribes within Maybe, many that tribes area? within this sort of area, okay. yeah. yeah. So, so, so people sort of, itself would have been sort of self-divided yeah, they by, say, those, by those mobs? Yeah, they yeah. say that, um, especially with language, it was like six, I think six different dialects within the Pikrong actual yeah. dialects. So cool. imagine trying to get your mouth around all of that. <laughs> yeah, when you meet up with a like another... 
I guess that they were probably exactly. similar, but then had their own. Oh, they're all similar. For, yeah. And um, I think that the word Gunditjmara kind of it, well, it was actually um, made up as a made up name by um, a white fella called Howard. Okay. And Gundich meaning uh, like the area around Lake Conda, and Mara uh, mm. meaning man. So okay. Gunditjmara, and it was kind of like a general used as a general word to classify all the language groups, ah. and it's kind of just stuck, which is really nice. I really like it. Don't get me wrong, but. I <laughs> I like to say that I'm a peak wrong woman. Peak wrong, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. more localised. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And so, where does where does your um, where's your your background from? What, what's the, if I was to meet an Indigenous person? And hello. Um, <laughs> we what, say Nyata, by the way. Ah, yes. Nyata, hello. Sorry, <laughs> I'll get into it. <laughs> um, what do I do? I say to you, where, where are you? Where is, where's your mob from? Yeah, what? what's your country? Where, yeah, what's your country? Yeah, where, you, okay. where are you from? So, and I'd say that I'm pick wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We've got family down Wadawurrung uh, area as well, but I just, just keep it simple. Yeah. Some people love, and it's wonderful, each to their own. They will rattle off five different, you know, places that they're from. That's going back through their song lines. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Me, so how far I'd, back do you know your family was from around this area? Uh, well, we've actually got direct links to King Morpor, who was a, I don't know, like king, on. a king. Yeah, I know. Um, king Morpor was... a throne instead <laughs> of the fold-up deck chair. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll have a, have a crown too. A that'd crown, be lovely. Right. Thank you. Um, no, I'm not like that. Uh, so King Morpor, yeah, we're direct descendants of him. And right. back in the 1800s, he was a very highly respected messenger. He was an amazing linguist. Mm. Um, he and his daughter, um, Yaren, um, were very highly regarded around this area. So King Morpor, out Spring, Spring Creek, Minja area. And um, he and his daughter were able to travel and converse from probably I think it was from down like the from the Glenelg River all the way down to the Lee River down near Geelong, and okay. so they were able to travel onto different countries and um, into different tribes. Um, they were so well regarded that they didn't have to ask or seek permission. You would have yeah. to normally seek permission to go onto someone else's land. Sure. Um, but because they were such amazing linguists, they just had kind of had free roam. So yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and okay. it was it was um, you know. Um, King Morpor and his daughter Yaren that sat down with um, James Dawson and his daughter Isabella and mm. well with some other highly regarded chiefs around the area and um, Dawson and Isabella they helped pen I suppose our dictionary that we have so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, our language is an oral language um, so nothing was really written down until these guys came in and sat down and spent that time uh, with the with the chiefs and um, yeah, started to record it. Right, so you're you're uh, yeah, you, you can track your. Um, we can our lineage all the way back. Track your lineage all the way back yeah, to there. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty cool. I've been you know doing a lot of reading on my journey, and King Morpaw kept on coming up. I'm like said to Dad, I'm like, hey, who's this King Morpaw? And he's like, hang on, just wait there, girl. And I got the got his book out, and there in our family tree. We can trace it all there the way back is. to King Morpaw. Yeah, there's a beautiful painting cool. of King Morpaw and his um, his daughter that's over at the WAG, which is really special. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of feel like you know that was father daughter being language sharers and knowledge right. holders, and that's kind of what Dad and I and then are like. Uncle Lockie are in there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So just to sort of um, we're on people wrong land now. Mm-hmm. And then, because people would hear Pete Wurong and they would hear uh, Gundi Jamara and mm-hmm. they would hear Ma Nation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think you roughly explained people along close to Warrnambool, Yambuck, Port Ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, how far east? Um, probably to the Hopkins River, oh, so, okay. so and maybe just a little yeah. bit over. Then Alistair you go into yep, yeah. Then you go into Kirriwurrung country. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then we're all part. There's six kind of um, mobs tribes within the Ma Nation. So, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. That's. Uh, it's very confusing. We get asked a lot oh, but, yeah. to explain it, but because there's but, no actual map that shows the borders. Yeah. Um, you know, our borders traditionally were rivers and creeks and you know that tree up on that hill over there yes. kind of thing so yeah, yeah. no actual physical borders <laughs> so it makes it a little bit tricky <laughs> fair enough um when i was when i was growing up people would use the word curry a lot so mm-hmm. a couple of things i'm going to ask you some questions like yeah. this that you can uh you know throw back in my face or whatever <laughs> but um this is why i think it's interesting to sit down and chat with people because you can yeah. ask these questions um, so when, when I was growing up, people would say, um, you know, that, that's, we, we've got seven Kukuri kids in, mm-hmm. the, in the school or whatever. Um, we don't really use that word anymore. Is well, that a... it's still there. Yeah, it is still there. Still um, yeah. I think a lot of people now start using the word, I suppose, Indigenous. Yeah. Um, First Nation. So okay. maybe yeah, that could be the one. yeah, but in some circles, yeah, they definitely still use the word curry, and that's that's okay. Each to their own, too. I think um, there are some words that don't sit well with me, but they might sit well with another indigenous person. Yeah. Hmm. For, okay, so curry's okay, but curry's fine. We can use. Yeah, I prefer, I just use indigenous. So yeah. yeah, some people say no, I don't want to say indigenous because we're all indigenous to the land, which we are. Um, right. But that to me. Yeah. I just like it. Plus, I like First Nations as well. First Nations? First Nations people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. We can do that. Thank you. Um, You teach a lot of... So, your primary role now Mm -hmm. is you go through kindergartens and um, primary schools Mm -hmm. and teach... And secondary schools. And secondary schools. Yeah. The whole gamut. Yeah. And teach language. I do. Actually, I like to say I share language. Share language. Yeah, I like to say the word share um, because I think that's what we're doing. We're sharing knowledge. We're sharing language. Don't like to say I teach. That's, yeah... I like right. to share. I'm a sharer. <laughs> I, sh- I share uh, PE. Yeah, you do share <laughs> PE. I've been in numerous of your PE classes. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you, in a share, past life. you share language. I do share language. How did you grow up learning the language no. or speaking the language no. at home? Or is this all? This is all new to me. Yeah, this yeah. Is all and stuff. I don't claim to know everything. I'm no. not an expert, nor do I claim to be. Um, I'm just. <laughs> I have found that is has been my connection through language that has really connected me to culture. So, yeah. um, so if you go way back, so Dad was taken from um, his family home, and he started to live with his grandparents. And his grandmother wanted to raise him as a white fella. Uh, his grandmother did. His grandmother yeah. did. So uh, she was indigenous. She was indigenous, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she thought that there would be more opportunities for him if he looked and sounded and was more edumacated was the word yeah. she used. Right. Um, yeah, if um, <laughs> if he was a white fella. I know that sounds really crazy. So she actually wouldn't speak language. He would catch her speaking language every now and then and he was really inquisitive and asked, what, what are you saying? And she was like, no, no, Kataka, stop. No, you're not, ah. you don't need to know any of this. Um, and then I suppose as he 
went on his journey. You know, Dad's always had a really strong connection to community and his, to his culture. Um, and then I suppose his love of language sort of developed five or six years ago. Okay, um, so relatively, yeah. It is relatively. Well. He's always dabbled in it, don't yeah. get me wrong, um, yeah. which is great. But uh, I suppose this newfound passion for his has come you know, within the last 10 years anyway, and he's really run with it. And then he just started sharing language with my boys. He'd sit at the end of the family kitchen table and, you know, Jack on one knee and Lincoln on the other and, yeah. you know, start sharing language with them. And I was kind of, I kind of liked that. It was really lovely to see, you know, he, that didn't happen for him when he was growing up. You know, his grandmother wouldn't share language with him. So um, to see him sharing it with his grandchildren, was a really special moment yeah, so definitely. um and then it was like he was like come on girl you need to start learning <laughs> some and I'm like oh yeah I could do this and yeah at that time too he was doing the language program at the kindergartens and then he just got too busy and yeah. he was like right I'm passing the, yeah, the became, hat on to uh, you yeah it became a very uh, sought after commodity so yeah definitely just would backtrack just a, a tiny bit because mm-hmm. people I guess around this area will know um, you obviously, and they know that your father is Uncle Lockie, which mm-hmm. we've sort of dabbled a bit. But mm-hmm. Uncle Lockie's well known throughout Warrnambool as um, an umpire. Well, <laughs> well, he was, yes, that's how I first, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was actually quite a surprise when, when I found out that he was your father. A lot of people, I get and that a lot that, actually. That he, that, that he, um, he was Indigenous because I never would have, I never would have thought, and I don't yeah. know, like, I don't know what I'm looking for when someone's Indigenous. Exactly. Not indigenous. So, like, yeah. it's not like a surprise, and yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, he was always just the, the umpire. He Give it to just, Uncle Lockie. Get the ball to Uncle Lockie. That's right. <laughs> he was a great umpire, actually, because he used to explain. Like, he wouldn't just say, like, you know, free kick to East. Yeah, and he still does. He still does. He will stop a junior game <laughs> in its tracks to explain the rules to the kids. And, yeah. you know, that's that's great. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if it is for everybody else watching or the kids. They just want to play football. They probably don't want the rules explained to them. But he will do that, though. That's awesome. So yeah. good. Uh, so we're, we're going to come back to Uncle Lockie because I'm keen to find out um, I'm keen to find out what what being an uncle means and also okay. for you um, I don't know you're working your way up the regs to auntie or whatever maybe I don't know I've got a long gonna, way to go yet find out a bit later on what that means <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and who um, who gives that but I'm, I'm I want to talk to you about like your upbringing mm-hmm. so when you were a kid have you got brothers and sisters I do have one brother yes one brother yep. okay yep. so you, um, as a as a kid mm-hmm. was your uh, indigenous background embraced in a closed household, so within um, within the walls of your house. Well, Dad has always always had that strong connection to his community and culture. Um, he was the CEO down at Gunditjmara, um, you know, back in the early nineties, and right. you know, yep. got that to I suppose where it is maybe. I'd like to say where it is now. It's an amazing, you know, group there at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he was always. Like I said, always doing stuff, you know, always doing stuff, helping people out. A strong advocate um, for the Indigenous community um, in Warrnambool. For me, though, you know, as a teenager back in the 90s was probably a bit... I was a teenage girl, you know, at high school. um, There was a lot of negative connotations surrounded, um, you know, being an Indigenous or an Aboriginal person back then. And at that stage... Honestly, I didn't embrace my culture and I feel very embarrassed and ashamed about that. Uh But um, that's me. That's just 
that's, you know, um, what we sort of saw in our household. There was some, you know, dodgy things that, you know, sure. happened. Yeah. Um, not, in, not in our house, but around... You can see within the community. Within yeah. the community. Um, so I kind of backed away from that and didn't want to have anything to do with it. That was my choice. Yeah. Um, but then since I've had kids... And I feel like I'm doing them uh, a disservice by not letting them explore their heritage and their culture. Yeah. Um, that I kind of stepped up and went, you know what, this is, you know, this is my responsibility. I need to reconnect with my culture and I need to let them have that opportunity and that chance right. to, to do that so and explore it. And I think we are. I think yeah, we, I think you are. know, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it's really it good. It must be a lot of people out there that either don't know that they have Indigenous background oh, for sure or are similar to what you were as a teenager and not and openly not embrace it you know yeah I mean? like, really so, it, so yeah it's really funny a couple of my closest friends that I've met recently on my journey have had the same stories as me right. and it's only because I've just been brave enough to come out and say you know what when I was a teenager I wasn't okay with with my heritage um, but you know what? I've turned the corner mm. and probably matured, <laughs> of course, um, and I value it. You know, I feel like I'm making up for lost time. But, you know, my story isn't, you know, isn't like a, the only story like that. There are actually many people who have that same, you know, whether it's through um, a disconnection of family that, you know, they lost that connection to their culture, um, whether they were ashamed or whether they didn't even know, like they yeah. had no idea that, you know, they had Indigenous blood in them. So, yeah. Yeah, because I guess if, you know, someone like Uncle Lockie living with his grandmother who wanted him to raise white, mm -hmm. if she had have fully succeeded oh, and, yeah. and, and Uncle Lockie would have been, he would have brought you up and, and maybe never mentioned it. So exactly. So the whole could have, line is, yeah. it stops. Yep, that's with, exactly with right. That because of the, the willingness of, I guess, of your, of your grandmother to... To do, yeah. To try and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. What she saw was the right thing at the time because of, I guess, all the other prejudices around. That's being exactly right. That, yeah. So I kind of make it my. That's a big passion. So language sharing is a huge passion of mine, but also um, empowering young. And I do a lot with um, female with the with the girls groups, um, you know, and helping them work through their feelings of belonging and connection. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's, it's amazing that there are a lot out there, a lot of girls out there that don't, like I said, through family breakdowns, um, just through lack of knowledge that they don't have that connection. So that's an, the, the flip side of my language sharing is that I do mentor um, the Indigenous girls yeah. um, around the community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think what you're going to find is, correct me if I'm wrong, but you'll find that that will, as you grow and you're getting into more kindergartens and, and preschools. I yeah. mean, you go, go preschools and whatever, uh, at secondary schools and high schools, that it's going to filter through. So, Definitely. I mean, the gallery that we're in at the moment is full of uh, artworks from kindergarten kids. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go into prep and they're going to be doing things. And they're oh, going to yeah. go into grade five and doing things and yeah. they're going to high school. And if we can, when I say we, I mean you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. You can embrace our culture too, Aidan. <laughs> Be happy and, to have you. And filter it through, then it's going to become... Um, it's more normal too. More normal, yeah. Yeah, more definitely. Normal. Yeah, definitely. And I'd I, I mix, um, I guess, find parallels between Indigenous Australia and, and Maori New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I, I see... 
people who I know that are Kiwis and they walk around and they use the language. Like they they'll do. greet each other with their version of... of Hello of or Nat Noir or Nyata. Yeah. Because they do it at school. They and they've do. always done it at school. Exactly. And they've got, you know, within their... Um, National anthem is a, there's a Maori version. That's of exactly this sort of stuff. right. It's a little bit easier over there because they've kind of got that one language. Um, yeah, I know okay. there's I know there's different dialects, you know, slight variants Possibly and stuff. Yeah. Um, but Maori language is you know right across the board. Gee, I hope I've got that right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, here in <laughs> here in Australia, it's a little bit different. You know, as I said, here in Peak Ron Country, you know, there back in the day there were variants of it. You know. Um, yeah, of the yeah, dialect so right. yeah. it's really tricky in australia we don't have one national indigenous language we have hundreds of them yeah so mm. if you're going to turn around and say all right we're going to put a verse in the national anthem yeah that's in a language mm-hmm. how do you what, how do you do it you look the when Canberra they one? yeah that's like i don't know yeah and like yeah. that was lovely too when they did do that with mm. the national anthem I, you know it gave me chills just to hear language okay it wasn't my language but it's our first nations people language yeah. being sung yeah, and being heard, it? oh, yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah, gives me a real thrill. And get kids to learn that. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, when we stand up in in uh, assemblies at school and whatever, and and that's what's belted out. Or you know, we've yeah. got people going to the Olympics in the next couple of months. Yeah, a bit of that's belted out instead yeah. of. Um, the, you know, the current one yep. or, or a mixture of the two or whatever. It would be lovely to see a mixture of the two, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. I, yeah. yeah, I just sort of feel, I feel like as a kid when we grew up that yeah. at schools and this will, this is, um, yeah, this would be a good question for you, which is handy because that's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> but growing up as kids, we mm-hmm. didn't really learn a hell of a lot of oh, Aboriginal no. history and it was, no. well, Aboriginal people stole shit. Um, that's what I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that, and that's, Okay, yeah, they they might have stole sheep. <laughs> Probably but did. But hello, yeah. what did the <laughs> white people steal from us? You yeah, know, yeah. Um, without oh, getting too political. But um, yeah. but that's I remember learning about the first fleet and Captain Cook and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I did think I was like, what did we actually learn about our indigenous people? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't. I still can't actually that's even right. remember what we and learned. So we learned so that Aboriginal people stealing sheep was like that's why we had to, you know, that's why. Um, you know, the white people came in and had to put a stop to it sort of oh, thing. Oh, exactly, we've yeah. we've got Walsing Matilda and we all want that for the national anthem because it was about a guy not every- who stole a sheep. You know not I mean? everybody wants that no, for a <laughs> national I anthem. 100%, 100%. But that's like, it's so yeah. ridiculous. It is, it yeah. is, it is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, we've got a long way to come. But at yeah. the moment I feel that, you know, everyone's healing country. Isn't that funny? The, the, the NAIDOC week theme for this year is healing country. And, that, and to me, I believe that's all of us working together, coming together and moving forward together um, for a beautiful shared history. So, yeah. what, what's Can you explain? Because we are in NAIDOC week. We are in NAIDOC started. week, yeah. Can you explain what that is? What, Talk very NAIDOC, about it, yeah. NAIDOC week in general or just the theme for this, no, this no, year? No, NAIDOC week in general. Oh, NAIDOC. Yeah. So the way I explain it to the kinder kids is that you know, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, we have this beautiful, rich, amazing culture um, and we get to celebrate it in an official way. But we don't just celebrate it ourselves. We want the whole wider community to come together and celebrate, you know, our traditions, our customs, um, our languages, our songs, our arts, you know, like just embrace it. And I tell a lot of people, um, just have a look at what's happening locally 
through NAIDOC week and just go to one. One yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. Come to Caritich Mearing Watt Nanda here at the atrium. Sorry, <laughs> I thought I'd better do a little plug here yeah, at the Lighthouse Theatre. I'll put Theater. a little <laughs> Thank <Nanda>. you. <laughs> um, and I actually did that as a, um, a Facebook post last night. If you, you do yeah. one thing this yeah. NAIDOC week, come here to Lighthouse Theatre and, and just have a look, you know. Yeah, yeah so. But there are some great local things that are happening. So, yeah, but NAIDOC's yeah. nationwide, isn't it? NAIDOC is nationwide yeah. and it's amazing. Um, and I think it's just getting bigger and better every year. So, yeah. yeah. It's just a beautiful way of celebrating our culture. Mm. Cool. Together. <laughs> Very good. Um, I'm just uh, ticking off a few boxes here. We're flying. Oh, good. You going all right? <laughs> going 25 fine. minutes in, 20 Jeez. to go. Wow. We're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like talking to an old friend, Aiden. It is. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit maybe get a bit more local mm -hmm. so we've got um, a really rich history of indigenous uh, belonging in, in this particular town mm -hmm. and we're getting to a point and you opened you did a welcome to country at TEDx yes recently and uh, yeah. that's why I learned that you could sing as well <laughs> I know. Have you seen <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I've always been able to sing. Have you, have you I've did just, one? <laughs> you just didn't uh, tell me just, as if I would know. No, well, that's exactly yeah. right. Well, we did music at in up at the SDS, so yeah. yeah anyway, um, but yeah, that was probably my first official kind of um, singing venture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just going out to. I think it's like thirty-three million 33. TEDx. Th was it thirty-three? Something like that. Thirty-three TEDx. Yeah, million yeah. TEDx. Yeah. Subscribers, no pressure whatsoever. No. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it will be very well received. Uh, so you, you do a lot of welcome to countries. I do and, do uh, a lot of welcome to countries, yes. I did, did I, was I your first welcome to you country were, ever? Was that yes. The, was that our school, our school It was dev? our dev, As yeah. Dev. Do you remember? I was like so nervous. So nervous, I know. And then I watched you at TEDx time. and I'm like, she's nailing this now. Look at go. I know, and I had my shoes on for the TEDx you one too. You did have your shoes on. I noticed that too. Was that it? You had to put your shoes on, did you? No. I probably could have. I probably could have done it, but yeah. I just kind of thought it might look a bit, a bit nicer going out worldwide if I'm wearing my shoes. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. So back all those years ago at yeah the Warrnambool Special Development Schools, yeah. Deb, that was my first welcome to country, and I was really nervous. So <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was the first I official think you were reading, reading off paper too. I memory. was. I was and like, then, oh, can... the paper was shaken, and <laughs> but now it just rolls now off my just, tongue. So roll it off yeah. Um, all right. So. Locally, we've got, we've got a really big history. And I bring up TEDx because we had Dr. John Sherwood yeah. speaking uh, there who just has this story that mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be mind, really amazing. It's mind-blowing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, how much it's going to come yeah. out. So very briefly, just because um, I'm actually hoping, I haven't contacted him, but I'm hoping he might sit down with me oh, and do a podcast. I'm sure he um, will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just very briefly then, without stealing too much of his thunder. Oh, I don't want to... What's he... What's he doing um, well, at, at Moyle? At Moyle, yeah. yeah. So um, look, there are there's a midden site up there, and it can what is it predate history pretty much. Like yeah. it's amazing. I don't think people realise too that you know, or maybe they do. I'm not sure, but you know, the coastline was 80 kilometres out. Yeah. I think it might have been even further than that actually. Um, and this area, and especially Moyle, especially Moyle, is um, a really sacred spot. You know, that's where a lot of you know the indigenous people back then would gather. Mm. Um, and you know, if it's proven, yeah. 
So at the moment, really? we currently believe that human existence is 35 to 50,000 years. Yeah. Where he's attempting to prove, based on the things that he's found like right here in Wannabal, that it's over 100,000, 120. Yeah, exactly. How awesome is that? Yeah. If it is Wannabal, yeah. that, you know, that's mind-blowing. That really is. Yeah. Um, God, I hope we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we might, we might try and get uh, yeah. John on and Please do. See if can explain it in more detail. Because, yeah, uh, in I English, could... like, you know, layman's term kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so. not scientific. Yeah, I think he was very good at TEDx. He was amazing. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Um, Big supporter. But that must, be, that must be really cool to sit back and watch that happening. Unfold, yeah. And sort of getting, um, yeah, getting updates on, on how it's all, all going. So obviously we've got a, a big legacy here in in Warrnambool for Indigenous history. Mm-hmm. Can you give me some people that have come out of here that are yeah, sort of notable? Notable. Yeah. Uh, of course, Uncle Archie. Uncle Archie Roach. <laughs> Uncle Archie yeah. Roach, of course. I was fortunate enough um, myself um, and Uncle Lockie and Uncle Rob and my son Lincoln. He, that was his debut. We got to do the um, Welcome to Country um, for his first show here um, in Warrnambool, yeah. which was, oh, my gosh, so nerve-wracking. <laughs> oh, I had like – That was, was recent, wasn't it? It was. I was yeah. like total fangirl going, oh, my goodness. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had so many nerves during, you know, singing out loud <laughs> in front of her and yeah. he was actually on stage I'm going oh my gosh don't look at Uncle Archie but um look he's the most I, I think loved it. Yeah. I'm hoping you did yeah it was a real honor yeah. um you know of course he's our most well known yeah. but then there's people like Laura Thompson who yeah. um you know good Ditchamara woman who started the Curry Circle um jewelry little company that she's got I shouldn't say it's little because it's bigger than yeah. that now um she's also the founder of the um clothing the gaps I'm wearing her free the flag t-shirt oh, today yeah. okay. so and i don't think people know that you know laura is from this area so no, I wouldn't have known. yeah yeah so i got to meet her recently too which was a bit of a thrill so right. yeah i got to hold space with her over at the wag and um that was really good um so yeah she's you know doing amazing things um raising a lot of awareness which is great um then you've got like the likes of dr vicky cousins and what she's doing um with you know, raising awareness of our language. She's an amazing linguist and has done a lot of research into our language. What she's doing is pretty phenomenal too. Yeah, so, right. Where yeah. is she based? Obviously, she's out of Melbourne now. Yeah, she there. is. Yeah, she's Kurei Warong. And um, yeah, she's in Melbourne now. She's doing amazing stuff down there. Yeah. And then you've got little old me, and then <laughs> just trying to pave my way. And then now on the world <laughs> TEDx stage yeah. as a uh, international singer. Stop it. <laughs> If you want to add to your 33 million listeners, you can sing now no. and you get an extra like no, 50 okay. people. That's no, okay. Just stay tuned to TEDx. That was a crazy, that was literally a crazy ride. So, yeah, being a part of the Find Your Voice um, All Abilities Choir, um, you know, that alone is pretty awesome. They've embraced our language so beautifully. Um, they've asked um, myself and Dad to translate a couple of little words here and there and then they wrote the beautiful song that was premiered on the TEDx. That's an original song by some of our crew yeah. at the Find Your Voice. Um, and then they asked us to translate, so um, I gave it to Dad to translate. <laughs> I think I have the hardest part trying to fit our translated words to the melody, right. which is really... Oh, I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, because they've got the same, um, same syllable. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. It's completely, you know, one of our, um, our, one of our words 
in English has might have three words in peak wrong language. So oh, right. then we might borrow. We, we're pretty good at borrowing, so we might borrow, borrow language from the Cray mob. Yeah. You know, so that's nice. It's all about sharing and <laughs> They've caring. They've got a shorter word. They for do. It, so you they actually. Yeah. They do do that. Um, and then yeah, and then not only were we able to you know sing a part of that um, in peak wrong, but then they kind of next level and they asked me to actually solo yeah. the, the song, which was huge. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that out yet? No. They haven't released not yet, yet no, 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 no. Maybe by the time we get this out. Yeah, maybe. Let's, be a week or so. But uh, sure I think it's about three month turnaround oh, for the um, TEDx. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll beat them. Uh, yeah, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just that was phenomenal to listen to not only, you know, 180, I think we had on stage for that recording um, of our Find Your Voice crew and hearing them sing in language, you know, just blew me away. I, most of them will know that I cried a lot. There were a lot of tears shed. Um, that was just out of pride, you know, yeah. and it didn't hit me until a few, probably the week after we recorded, that it's like, oh my goodness, that's my peak, that's my language. Yeah. That's, you know, my, my ancestors. I'm hoping they were proud of me, you know, yeah. our, our language that's almost, you know, forgotten, almost lost. I've helped my little small step of reviving it and, yeah, you know, not only here in Warrnambool but it's worldwide. People yeah. are going to hear our peak wrong language. Yeah. So, yeah, really cool. yeah, it is going to be really cool. It's been cool. such a long, like that would have been filmed 18 months ago, right? No, it, no, 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 no. Oh, you did it recently. Yeah, we only did it recently. So you so. hadn't filmed it prior to the no. first set of lockdowns because no, that no, was no. when... Initially, that okay. was when the first lot of TEDx was meant to but happen. But they knew it was happening, so they hadn't, so f- hadn't Yeah, it so four weeks just before that last ah, lockdown, okay. we snuck it in on that Thursday afternoon, actually. Oh, yeah. So, um, and yeah, no, that was, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. So yeah. then to sit and look at it on that, that Thursday night um, of the live stream of TEDx, it was like, oh, that didn't really tell me that they were going to premiere the video until like five minutes before. And I was like going... Oh, I'm going to be seen up on that big screen. Oh yep. no! Yeah, didn't see much of it. <laughs> Very <though>. cool. <laughs> Through the All tears. Right, so getting getting back to uh, getting back to local, um, we, we spoke about some of the people that mm-hmm. would come from here. Yep. What about some of the areas in Warrnambool? Some of the geographical locations. So we spoke about Moyle, but mm-hmm. a huge, you know, a huge story, mm-hmm. um, and obviously an area where Indigenous people fished and and yep. met and blah blah blah. What are some other places in Warrnambool that perhaps blah, blah, people? Blah. <laughs> <laughs> you went blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. That's okay. That's, that's uh, talking. That's <laughs> Imagine okay. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so, what, what are some other places in and around Warrnambool that uh, uh, perhaps we don't know that that was a yeah. very important part? Um, so there are lots of tunnels. Well, there was tunnels underneath um, Warrnambool. So linking from Moyle that, um, through to Aquazone, to the pools there, oh, yeah. over to um, the community gardens and down to the race course. So there are these tunnels that, um, you know, yeah. the Indigenous people would take um, to safely, pa- uh, you know, um, move around Warrnambool. Um, so sandstone caves? I don't know what the caves are. I'd love to know. They filled them in with um, concrete when, oh. you know, the Warrnambool infrastructure was, you know, being built and all that sort of stuff. Right. So, yeah, I'd love. Wouldn't it be great to be able to unearth these tunnels? Yeah. And yeah. I think it'd be great. Um, unfortunately, a lot of our stories are bad stories, you know. Right. Um, and it's really hard, you know. Some people people say to us all the time, you know, why? where can we find your stories, you know? Why can't we hear them? Um, people have got to realise that these stories are really hard to tell. Um, I'm understanding that now. Like, you yeah. know, when you hear Uncle Rob especially tell stories, he gets really emotional. 
Um, And it's really hard to tell, you know, these stories. You know, we share, we've shared recently with the Warrnambool College kids, you know, Warrnambool College sort of being, you know, right where the tunnels system would have been, you know, Warrnambool College would have been sitting on top of it, I suppose. You know, we tell of the story um, how on a Sunday the the white people, the white farmers would, there's a white house up on the hill that overlooks like the um, race course and the community garden, it's still there. Um, The white farmers would gather there on a Sunday, I would presume after church, after they'd done their, you know, good Christian things. Um, And they'd gather there with with their guns and they would shoot the Indigenous people who would be down sort of where the race course is, down in the swamps down there, gathering, yeah. hunting and gathering. And that was just what they did for sport. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it, it blows my mind to think that they did that for sport. And it, it's been known as the Sunday shootings. Right. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, they don't teach you that at school. No, they <laughs> don't teach you that at school. And you can see why, but yeah. people need to know. You yeah, know? absolutely. I remember yeah. um, we were doing a Welcome to Country. Uncle Rob and myself were doing a Welcome to Country um, up, at, up at the community gardens and he shared that story. And I think probably 50 to maybe 80% of the people who hadn't heard that story yeah. were in tears. Yeah. So, because um, that's not long. Like, how long ago are we talking at this point? Oh, like, I don't, don't I, even know. No, yeah. I'm not sure. That's no. just you know the story that I've heard. So, yeah. um, you know, it'd be back in the 1800s, surely. So yeah. maybe earlier than that. Probably the 1800s, sometime. Yeah, first, first settlers. Yeah, like. definitely. So, um, I recently probably I drove up past that house and we kind of sat there. Um, and I got really emotional because yeah. just to think that, yeah, that's what these people, that was their sport. Sport, yeah, Sunday sport. Sunday sport, yeah. And as you say, after they've come out of Probably church, church. Yeah. yeah, yeah, being the good Catholics that they were. So, yeah, yeah. but anyway. So, uh, yeah, you say there's a, a bunch of ba- bad stories. Are there good stories? Do we have Dreamtime stories linked to Warrnambool? Um uh, not that I, not directly. Yeah. So I suppose the closest is Dean Ma, so Lady Julie Percy Island over okay. at Yambuck. Dean so Ma. Dean Ma, yeah, okay. Dean Ma. And um, it's believed that um, I think, and I think it still happens that um, Indigenous people are, are buried facing that way so that okay. their spirits can go up and out and up to yeah. the heavens through, yeah. Through oh, Dean okay. Martin. Hmm. In a in a nutshell. Right. <laughs> You'd probably need to talk to an elder to get the full story. Yeah. Um, but in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. Okay, I wonder why why that place. Ah, uh, there's lots of history there. Yeah. Go research it, Aiden. I'll research it, right. It's <laughs> what you're doing here. You're supposed to tell me. <laughs> no, I'm not an expert. And like I said, I've said that at the start. I'm not an expert. Um, but look, you bring up a really good point about researching and reading. You know, that's what people, and we encourage people to do that. Read, research, listen to, you know, uh, webinars or stories yeah. on the internet. You know, just that's a great way of um, learning the history. Not just, of course, around this area, but um, general First Nation history. So, yeah. yeah. You mentioned um, Dawson. Yeah, James and Dawson. James yeah. and Isabel Dawson. Yep. They were, were they white settlers? They were. Yeah, so but then they integrated obviously yeah, very so, well within the... Yeah, well, Dawson was a, um, a protector of the Indigenous people around this area. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so he was lo- local local to this area. Yeah, well... well so what He was a Scotsman, actually. Scotsman. So he was yeah. a Scotsman, yeah, yeah. And he settled and became a protector and an yeah. advocate for um, all the Indigenous people around this area. Right. Hmm. So what he what did he write? Because I've um, heard his name come up a couple of times. Oh, Obviously, lots of stuff. So yeah. he would, um, lots of news articles. I've started reading a lot of them, actually. It's really yeah. interesting. Um, and he probably vouch and stick up for 
the Indigenous people, so which was really good. Yeah. Back in those days, there wasn't a lot of people that were on our side, on I suppose. Side, yeah. yeah, on the right side. Um, and it was really good. So um, there is a dictionary. Um, I can't... The name's really long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Dawson Dictionary. Yeah. Um, and that we that we, we use a lot. So we use sort of use two dictionaries. We use Dawson and then Uncle Ivan Cousins back in the 90s put together um, a Karay Wurrung and Related Dialects Dictionary that we That's kind cool. of, yeah, yeah, we kind of use. And they're all available? You can... Um, uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. No, um, the one Uncle Ivan's one was um, kind of a limited release. Sure, yeah. We need to bring it back. We get people asking all the time, "Where do we find this? Where can we find them?" And it's good luck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I've got one. I know Dad's got one. There's a few of us have, yeah. that have got well, you them. You can share but... and give me one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. I'm no. sure someone could re- reprint them. Wouldn't we? We would like to. That's yeah. 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 Down the track. Okay, good idea. Um, All right, so we've covered sort of parts of what... Was Tower Mm -hmm. Hill a really... Was that an important Indigenous Yeah, area? there was um, a couple of different tribes living yeah. on either side of um, Tower Hill. So, right. Karoit, Karoich, um, and there was two tribes. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but, yeah, yeah, there were two tribes living on either side of the banks of Tower Hill. Because so, yeah. I've always assumed it's one of my favourite places to go around Wannabal, and I've always assumed it was, yeah. because why wouldn't it be? Because yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but I, can't, I have looked up to try and find an Indigenous name for it. Um, there is one. I is can't there? think of it yeah. off the top of my head, sorry. Shane Howard the other day was on stage here at the Lighthouse Theatre. Oh, yeah. And he used a word and he I probably can't did. remember what he said. Because I assume it's not to do with because there's a mobile phone tower there because no. it <laughs> wouldn't have existed when they called no. it Tower Hill. No, that's exactly right. So I'm right. assuming it's there is a one word that and sounds I'm... like tower, but it's not tower, but we've just bastardised it as we I'm, tend to do. I'm sorry, but I don't know what is off the top of my head. <laughs> right. Someone can tell me, please, because I'd rather... We'll look it up later. I think I've got my dictionary in my in my bag there. The secret dictionary. <laughs> I carry it everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, growing up at home, you sort of didn't do a lot with Aboriginal um, history and learning learning language and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What do you do with your kids now? <laughs> they do pretty much everything I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, I always thought it was funny. I thought I thought it was really intriguing when um, you hear people who speak different languages and they can't remember the English name for something right and I think I did it just before in the room and I'm like standing here pointing out the different artworks yeah. and um I will just say um like there's this there's a stingray on the wall here and yeah. um I called it a mermaid not a mermaid no. like you know the <laughs> mythical creature um it's a mermaid and so words like that just stick in my head and I use them because I use them with the kinder kids all the time so then I'm at home and we'll be driving the car and I might talk about the palipa tree or you know yes. whack out language here and there um especially if we see any native animals like it's a Korean kangaroo kurumuk opossum you know so we're always using that kind of language at home it's yeah. kind of just I suppose second nature really so other than language are there other things that you do and can do so I don't know food or oh, bush tucker or I'm I'm like that's I'm learning about bush tucker yeah. that's amazing yeah. so if there's anyone out there that wants to you know I'm happy to Come and learn. Um, More about bush tucker would be great. Um, A lot of stuff, um, I'm learning a bit more about art. Um, I'm involved with the Indigenous Perspectives Program up at Warrnambool College. Um, And, you know, we're sharing local art. We're sharing local knowledge. Um, And I've kind of got a real fascination. I'm not an arty person, although I do. I am claiming uh, a language is my art at the moment. I'm going to run with that one. Um, And, yeah, so it's just I'm still in that learning phase. 
So I'm learning. I love trying to read up, you know, whatever I can, listening to el- the elders. Um, yesterday, I, you know, listened to Charmaine and Brett Clark speak, yep. you know, and, um, you know, you you have to listen to learn stuff. So, yeah. Mm. Um, all right. So on, on the word elders, that's a, mm-hmm. a, a word that we do here and we we've, do. we've used the word Uncle Lockie mm-hmm. and Uncle uh, Archie yep. Yep. and Uncle uh, Rob, Uncle Rob yep. and those sorts of things. That seems to be like an honorific title it that um, someone earns mm-hmm. or is is given. Can you, and then auntie's obviously the, the same, the, the, yeah. The so um, to, as best as my knowledge, is that um, to have that um, title of elder uncle and auntie is you've got to be a respected person within the community Um, uncle rob Lowe is our wunjit he is our chief so to me he's the be all and end all so whatever he says goes he could tell me that the sky was yellow and i'd go like yes uncle rob it is (laughs) um (laughs) uh, look dad only earned his stripes a few oh i can't remember how many years ago it is um but yeah it was a big thing that was a really big deal in our family for him to earn that title of respected person and get that uncle status so does um, it just grow like like people just suddenly so it may, maybe come from from um uncle rob or whatever who just starts using the term and then people pick up on it that he's using it or is it like we're having a ceremony for that and Probably not the right We're now I'm, inducting you into your now Uncle Lockie. Uh, like I said, I think it's got to be community. I think the community need to kind of agree yeah. that this is going to happen. So, okay. um, But don't take my word for it. I might no. I don't know everything. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So yeah. It was, to us it was a big deal. I do remember when Dad was given that title of respected elder and, yeah. um, you know... Yeah, and so then I will. It's funny when we're in a classroom um, or in public, I will always refer to him as Uncle Lockie instead of Dad, yeah. um, and that's out of respect. So everyone should refer to him and Uncle Rob as Uncle Rob and Uncle Lockie. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a respect thing, right? Yeah. So, but so the, yeah. So, the, but then it's, it does just sort of grow and build, and then I think it's got a lot to do. Yeah, then. what you do for the community yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's not like a, it's mm. not like a celebration where you. Well, maybe you, oh, you yeah. come together and then have a, a smoking ceremony thing, and then maybe it is. I'm not. You know, like I'm like not when sure. Someone becomes a sir. You know, yeah. They get knighted. <laughs> they knighted. Yeah. You know, like that. That's <laughs> if I ever get the title of auntie, that'd be great. No. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> But it's not like <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yeah it maybe it is, but I don't, I'm not sure. You weren't you know. around when, no. when got here. Well, I was, yeah. but I wasn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jolly good. Um, <clears throat> so we've got uh, – we're, we're, we're just about nailed it. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> hasn't been too painful. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hasn't been too painful. Good. <laughs> That's good news, isn't it? It is. <laughs> um. I'm trying to finish on a high note because I'm just looking at some other questions here and I'm like, well, they're a bit low. I don't, <laughs> I don't, know, if we want to, I don't know if we want to go down there. Are there, are there people in Warrnambool that still use, other than yourself, but people that use native language? So I'm thinking, say, out at Framlingham, which is... Kuei um, Wurong. Yep. Kuei Wurong. <clears throat> I said that really badly too. Well, that's okay. Another hard word for me to say. <laughs> Those R's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just bringing people up to speed very quickly, we've got mm-hmm. what we call the, the mission out here, yep. which is where uh, tribes of, of Indigenous people were basically rounded up and put together mm-hmm. in, in the Framlingham mm-hmm. mission um, out the forest out there. Are there people out there that exclusively speak language? Uh, 
not to my knowledge. I'm no. sure they do. Within each family there is language, you know, being used. Um, I don't have a lot to do with Karay country because yep. I'm not from there. I'm from here. So, yeah, okay. um, yep. yeah, but look, they do. There is, you know, um, I don't know if it's spoken fluently. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I don't speak it. Well, I can speak it fluently, but because I share the language with the kids, you know, getting into the, the nitty-gritty of sentence structure... I don't do that with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I share, you know, the names for animals or the body parts or, you know, if we're talking, you know, singing in song or something, I'll, um, you know, you know, use language. But um, wouldn't it be great, though, if there are people out there that are actually be, amazing? Yeah. One day I'd like to think that we, we, we could do it. I know Dad's amazing. Um, with the language that, you know, the language knowledge that I now know, if I hear, you know, yesterday, if you, if I hear Brett speaking or Charmaine speaking in language, I can actually pick up what they're saying. Uh, and that's yeah. really, yeah. you know, Charmaine did a welcome to country yesterday and I sat there and like, I knew exactly what she was yeah. saying. Like, yeah, you yeah, go cool. me. Yeah, yeah. so be that's good really everyone good. Did. Exactly. Yeah, the whole, everyone's sitting there. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, would you like to see, um, so people wrong language phased more into primary schools and, and say, you know, Japanese or whatever. For sure. Just just replace it. Yeah, I would love that would be amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Absolutely. So yeah, we get um, asked all the time, hey, can you come and do some language in schools? You know, we um, are going out to Broward this term um, and the year sevens are all having like almost a term's worth of language. So, you know, classes, that's really cool. We get asked all the time to go into this primary schools. You know, they get it when they're in prep, um, sorry, in kinder, mm. they're going to prep. They know quite a few of the words and they want to extend it. And that's what we want to do. At the moment, there's just kind of dad and I. (laughs) So we need to build up our, um, you know, our bank of language sharers. So, yeah, Yeah. we'll do that eventually. (laughs) Eventually. We'll get there. All right. Well, it's been fantastic, Mel. uh, We've... Yeah, we've thank you. Sort of covered toot some toot good, good bases and. Uh, oh, thanks, Aiden. <laughs> what did you? Say? I said toot noot to all, which means thank you in Pigrong. Very good. Would you like people to use yeah. language when they? Yep. Oh, for sure. Right. Um, yeah, it's just as simple as, and you probably know from, you know, when we've spoken, mm. I will always use yatta yeah. to say hello, even in an email and a text messenger you know i always yeah. use it and i'll always use our work to say goodbye yeah so yeah i love it and it's it's funny you know seeing my friends use it sometimes i went to a oh i did last june i did daily because we we're all in lockdown i did these daily little language videos just on my yeah. facebook page and um went to a friend's house and i walked in and they're like nat noir mal and that just was like oh. <laughs> that was just so cool um and you know yeah we'll infiltrate the community eventually no <laughs> i shouldn't say what? that that sounds sounds so sinister <laughs> but that's all about before, yeah. yeah it's all about it's all about sharing sharing yeah. you know and that's how we um bring back our language you know our language isn't lost it's just sleeping so yeah. um yeah and every little bit helps awesome all yeah. right just let us know what this area is <clears throat> and because people can come and see it yeah um, so um with uh, with my work with the kinders um i've put on this exhibition called karatich mirroring what nanda which means um, ca- um Hill Country Together in our Pikrong language and it's an exhibition um, showcasing our Pikrong language um, combined with art the children um, of the Warrnambool City Council run kindergartens 
um, have, have made with uh, alongside 15 Indigenous and non-Indigenous artists. So it's um, a pretty special little exhibition. Looks good. Very, um, all, all very different. They've all chosen very different they have, uh, mediums. To yeah, use. they yeah. have. And that's all a part of it. You know, we've explored over the past term, you know, um, what country means and I said before that you know I think people hear indigenous people using the word country a lot and go what what, what are they talking about and yes we are talking about the physical country the land that we're standing on but yeah. it also goes a bit deeper than that we talk about our family and our traditions and customs um, our dreamtime stories and that's what I suppose this exhibition is all about. We've got a little bit of everything here, actually. Yeah, so really cool. people should get here. We're at the Lighthouse Theatre. We're at the Lighthouse Theatre in the yeah. atrium, and it's um, open daily, Monday to Friday, uh, eleven thirty to four thirty, and it's going to be here for all of July. All yeah, of July. Yeah, right. yeah. Come along, Come along um, <laughs> spend some time looking and listening. We've also yeah. got um, a seventeen-minute soundscape through the speakers. It's being played on a loop, which is really cool. One of the groups got to be recording artists, yeah. so um, that, was that was really, cool. really cool for them to, you know. <laughs> We explored lots of different um, processes of art making. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it shows how cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Awesome. Well, I think uh, I think the you know, Indigenous language and the, the people wrong areas in very safe hands. You speak very passionately about uh, your involvement with it. So right. I think it's... I'm very um, passionate. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's only going to keep building. And, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for, oh, for sitting down with me. Tootnook to all, Warwick. <laughs> Warwick. <laughs> Thanks, Aidan. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>